everyone. It's good to see everybody here. Oh, there's Owen. I thought they left him at home. Well, uh, I don't really have any announcements this morning to, to pass on to you. Uh, things are pretty steady. Um, I do, I do want to tell you that Joel and Nancy are not here. Some of you might know. They're, they're at the beach with their relatives. And I talked to Joel on the phone yesterday, and uh, he said that his surgery went well. He had his left arm done? One of them done. It was either the left or the right, I think. So he said it went well, and... Uh, now they want to do the other one, but he said he's going to tough it out for a while, So, which sounds like Joel. Until he can't swing the golf club, then he'll have it done. Well, okay. Uh, don't have anything else to uh, relay to you. And so we have an opening hymn, ladies and gentlemen. Let's turn to number 175, Hallelujah, What a Savior, and, and pay attention to the words. Let's stand and sing 175. Concerns. Well, uh, I, I, know, I know of one joy. Pastor Sandy is going to be using the PowerPoint this morning for his lesson. Uh, yeah, as you all know, they were on uh, vacation. They went to Ohio this past week, so he has some slides of their of their vacation he wants to show. So we're going to do that. We do have. Uh, I, I can report that my brother, I've been visiting with my brother, of course. Uh, as you know, he fell, uh, broke his arm in two places, broke his elbow, smashed out some teeth, broke his jaw, broke his back, got a concussion. Uh, the doctor, he said, the doctor told him that he, my brother is going to get a trophy because he said he never... The doctor never worked on anybody whose jaw was smashed as bad as my brother's. So he has his jaw still partially wired together. He hopes that by this coming Friday they'll take it off so he can start eating some, some uh, solid food. He's lost weight. I told him if they do a, a movie about the Holocaust, he could be one of the survivors because he's lost so much weight. He looks really, really thin. But anyhow, he's coming along, and uh, he thanks you all for your prayers, and, uh, and he truly means that. Does anybody know anything about uh, Earl Blatt? Is, is she about the same? Okay. 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 So he's still. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, we have to keep Earl in our prayers. I miss seeing him. Do you have any other updates, Christine? This came after uh, they didn't 
we were done with the prayer guide, so we couldn't put it in. Uh, Beverly Zug is Linda Dobbs' niece. She was diagnosed with a rare type of uterine cancer. So she needs our prayers. She's lots of, you know, just found out that she's diagnosed with this. So lots of doctoring and a lot of decisions to make what to do. Yeah. So it's, it's sounding pretty serious, whatever. Any of it's serious. But she, I, I'm getting prayer requests, but some of them are already on the prayer guide so that people know about those. And does anybody know anything about the little baby who is on the Berlin heart? I can't think of his name. Is it Colton? Colson. 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 Yes. Okay. They were going to uh, investigate more whether he's, his heart has advanced, uh, and I haven't gotten any update either, but we still have to keep the little guy in our prayers. Anybody else have anything they need to share? Yes, Pat, let me get back there. See, if you'd sit in the front, I wouldn't have to walk so far. Yeah. Uh, Mom had a little episode this week that she fell out of the chair, but she's doing good, so you can take that as a positive that she wants to get out, or... But uh, they're going to change, uh, they're going to take her off one drug that we think might have been causing the anxiousness. And also I have an aunt that's in uh, serious pro trouble that uh, they found out she has a very rare form of lupus. And then she had a stroke. Uh, she had a brain bleed and this, this type of lupus causes blood clots so they couldn't give her the blood thinner because of the brain bleed. They have her on a ventilator. And uh, she's holding her own, but uh, she needs a lot of prayer. It's your aunt? Yeah, Barbara Max. Okay. All right. Anyone else? Pastor Sandy? Ron, did you have? Okay, I'll get with you. You, you get over there, and I, I'll go ahead with mine. Uh, uh, okay, I got my mic turned on. Um, while Karen and I were in uh, Ohio, I, by the way, at home, I never watch national news on TV. We just don't do that. But in the motel, you know, the well. And here is a picture on the news of Kenilworth, Pennsylvania. Now, it's a little bit like Bachmanville. Bachmanville is a, a what? A Hershey address. We have a Hershey address, but actually live Kenilworth. And a, a mile from our house, or Pottstown, I'm sorry, Pottstown, a mile from our house was the Ashwood Apartments. And what we saw in the news was the whole, the, this whole apartment building on fire. I mean, the whole roof, and, and you know, from a helicopter, and here's this whole 45 units, over 100 people involved. Now, nobody, nobody died, but a bunch of people were in the hospital, all right? This building burnt. Upper floor completely gone, lower floor, you know, everything collapsed in, everything's gone. So you got over 100 people looking for a place to live. Um, Coventry Church, where I had 
pastored previously. They've got a, because they're, they're like a, a, quarter, a three quarter of a mile from there. Uh, they're, they're helping coordinate a major uh, uh, relief for these people. Uh, I'm, I'm delighted for that. But uh, I'm soliciting your prayers for the Ashwood Apartments, you know, over there by where Sandy and Karen live. Um, absolutely heartbreaking, you know. I mean, within a half hour, those people lost everything they had. Here's what I have to share. <clears throat> when we sang that last song, Amy over here was... She sang, Hallelujah, what a Savior. She looked like she really meant it. I think she did. And I'd like to hear her story sometime. Oh. Amy means it. Absolutely. Anyone else while we're back here? Okay. Let's come before the Lord with prayer. Heavenly Father, you know everything before we even open our mouths. You know what's in our hearts. And we do have people that are, are needing your assistance. They need you all the time, but now more than ever, they need you, Lord. We think of Pab's aunt. We think of Earl. We think of little baby Colton. We think of Lucille. We think of Michael who lost his life. Heavenly Father, there is just so many people that we want to pray for. We think of those folks that lost their homes, Lord. What a terrible thing. And we think of my brother. We could keep naming names, Lord, of people who need you more than ever. We need you, oh, how we need you. But we also have joys, Lord. We have joys that, that people are recovering from different things. People are being put on our praises to God list and thank you for that Lord so many people are hurting not the ones not even the ones that we can think of but so many people throughout the world it's just amazing Lord that people have turned their backs on you but yet when it comes to, to tough times who do they go to they go to you and Lord help us to always stay with you never leave you because you never leave us thank you for that wonderful blessing Lord and Lord again I pray specifically for our brothers and sisters in Nigeria stand with them Lord improve their faith give them great faith you are a wonderful Savior Lord and they know that stand against their oppressors 
And please, Lord, turn the oppressors' hearts to you. Lord, they need you as much as anybody else in the world. Thank you for your care. Thank you for your, your fellowship that we share with you. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. And we thank you for answered prayers. We thank you for all the things that you have done that we could, could never, never do without your assistance. And we also pray for our country, Lord. Lord, we so need you. We so need a revival in this country. We need people who are lost to turn to you. Help us, Lord. Help us, help us. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayers. And we pray this in your Son's holy name, Jesus Christ, our Savior and our coming King, and your Son. Amen. It's time that we should be giving our tithes and offerings. An hour to find it and another two hours home. I could maybe be home at least by 2, 2 a.m. But I have a wife. And what did you say? Better check something else. So you got a backup of that? And I go, I've got to think about that. You know, I do all these backups. I got so many backups. I got more backups than I got the original stuff. Somebody explain this to me. How can you get so many backups? Anyway, so I started going through backups and more backups. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about hundreds of thousands of files on a, on a computer disk. Hundreds of thousands. How do you find anything? Well, she was right. So I didn't have to come all the way over here last night. <laughs> what, a, what a deal. You know, it's, just, it's sort of been... Have you did have you had one of those weeks too? Oh, not not exactly a happy week. But we're blessed. When upon life's billows you are tempest tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost. Count your many blessings. Name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. The Lord we, that we serve is the great blesser. And he not only blesses his, his people, his faithful ones, the ones that have given their hearts and lives to him, the ones that have said, Father in heaven, I believe what you did for me through your son on the cross. Yeah, he blesses us that are in that category, but he blesses everybody. Jesus says he blesses the just and the unjust. He blesses who? He blesses the righteous and the unrighteous. He sends rain on the good and the bad. And so, he, you know, he blesses, every, he blesses me every moment with air to breathe. 
He blesses me how many ways every moment, every second does he bless me? He blesses. This is a God that blesses. And this is a God, you know, uh, Isaiah 57, about verse, uh, I should have looked it up, about verse 15, Isaiah 57, verse 15, where he is the high and holy one, and he relates to those that are meek and lowly and humble and, and repentant. He does. And uh, he brings a special blessing to those who seek his face and understand how the things of his spirit realm, his kingdom, how, how it really works. You know, there's a lot of things that, uh, yeah, well, it doesn't work too well. You say, well, I'm going to give my heart to sin and I'm just going to be a sinner. And you know what? It's, that's not going to work very well. You will still find blessing, but, you know, that's not a real, that's not a, str a strong place of blessing. And you'll find out in the, in the long run, yeah, that doesn't take you where you want to go. But it... But this God, if, if we get our hearts lined up with him, do you have your heart lined up with him? Have you said, Lord, yeah, Lord, uh, you know, agree with his word. All of sin comes short of the glory. Yeah, yeah that's me, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm a sinner. And uh, Lord, I need what you did on the cross. Yeah, I need that. I need that more than I think I need it. And I think I need it pretty badly. All right. And then we say, Lord, I really do want you to prevail, to, to, to be the thing that dominates in my heart and life. I want you to be that. And you know what? That, that moves us into blessings and blessings flow. Do you know that blessings flow? And where do the blessings flow? Well, the title is The Blessing That Flows Down. And for this message, we're going to, um, to the book of Psalms, if you would. Um, up there on the screen, it says Psalm 133. By the way, this, this is the second time I've done this message, but I've improved the PowerPoint. I've twice, you know, twice or three times as many slides. I did this back in 2006 at Coventry. This may be the first PowerPoint I ever did. It was pretty, pretty lame starting out, and I tried to do some, some improvements. Let's read Psalm 130, and just a few verses, right? It's just three verses. Psalm 133, behold, and this is uh, New King James, which I, which I use. I don't mind what other translations you have. It's all based on the, the same Hebrew text. Behold how good and 
and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. Who's he? He's a, he was a high priest under Moses. Running down, notice where the oil is going, running down on the edge of his garment. So clear down, you know, his robe, the oil runs. So, you know, this was not a case where mother says, now when you put that oil on, you don't get it on anything else. No, no, oil is going everywhere. It's dripping off. It's... It's getting on everything. By the way, that's sort of the way God's blessing and it gets on everything. <laughs> if it's from the Lord, it sort of does that. Running down on the edge of his garments, to the hem of his garments, it is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, which, which is, Zion is where, is where the temple is, there Jerusalem. Okay, in the mountains surrounding. It says, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. Do you have the kind of God that commands blessings? The day that you asked Christ into your life, did you know he commanded a blessing over you? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. I have... It was the last thing I deserved, but you commanded a blessing over me. Thank you, Lord. Life. Life forevermore. It's talking about eternal life. Endless life. This God commands a blessing life forevermore. Let's pray a little bit. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day, for the fact that we can be here, for the fact that uh, we can be together in this room. Father, continue to protect us and help us to do wise things to avoid uh, this disease, this pandemic, this uh, COVID-19 uh, virus. And Lord, uh, may we prevail not only in the faith community of believers, of Christian believers, but Lord, everyone. And uh, Lord, use this in many ways, use this to show people their need before you and that they may know that going to you in the middle of a pandemic is a wise thing to do. And Lord, may we have a tender heart and sensitive to others and respect them, even though they're way more nervous than us about it, because that's uh, usually the case, Lord. There's a bunch of people that are really, really, really frightened of this. I thank you, Lord, for what I've seen on the 
CDC website that since the week of April 11th, the per week death toll across the nation continues to go down. And Lord, if it happens to go up, help us, Lord, to have, be sensitive to that and respond accordingly. Father, we pray for politicians regarding all of this. And Lord, that you would rule and overrule and you would pull them back from impulsive things and truly open their heart and mind to wise things. Father, we, if we were in their position, that's what we'd want somebody to pray for us. So we pray it for them. Help them, Lord. And Father, we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen. Some basic concepts um, in this passage. And so, you know, keep the passage in front of you. I delight when people in church have their Bibles open. So, rare, yes, whether on a device or... or uh, the paper edition, all right? Um, to keep the Word of God before you, I, you know, and I've tried putting up all kinds of scripture on the screen, like, nah, I want you to have it, or you take it home and you know where it was on the page. I have a, I have a, a, a large print Bible that was a 908C, Nelson Bible. And sometimes when I'm looking for something and I can't find it, what I do, I go back to that old Bible that I used for years and years and years, wore it out, you know, it's coming, coming apart at the spine. And because I know where it's at on the page. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good thing, by the way. You know, where, you know where it's at? Well, you know, I know it's over here on this side, you know, and look through. Sometimes you can find it quicker that way. Uh, anyway, I, and, and I like people to have the, the scripture in front of them, in their hands. Uh, so let's look at some, some in the first verse there. And the first word we see is what? Behold. Behold. The blessing that, that flows down, you have to behold it. What is behold? Now, behold is not a glance. Behold is not sort of saying, oh, yeah, I saw that. I, you know, uh, well, did you really look at it? Well, I didn't really look at it, but, yeah, it's there. No, no. To behold something is to take it, take it and look at it. From every side, you inspect it. You see Oh, you see the details. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is something to behold. And, and behold what? In this case, he's saying, behold something that's good and pleasant. Do you like good and pleasant things? Is all your life good and pleasant? I don't think so. If you think all your life is good and pleasant, you just wait a little while 
the devil will fix you up. You say, I don't believe in the devil. Well, he'll fix you up. Sooner or later, you know. By the way, God, for the most part, God is not your problem. God has good and pleasant things for those that turn to him. Now, how many times this last week was there stuff that I... I couldn't find it. I looked high and low, and then I remembered. You know what? You can pray, Father in heaven, help me find this. I'll tell you what, I have been amazed. <laughs> How many times I go, oh, there it is. I even looked there before. You know, somehow I missed it. Ah, oh, God's good. He brings pleasant things to us when we seek him out, all right? How good and how pleasant it is what? Brothers dwelling together. Now, <laughs> some families, this is less of an issue than other families. But I think this especially is, this can involve women with sisters, you know. But I think the testosterone thing in men makes this more of a challenge for men just to get along with other men. Have you seen men fight? Yikes. What, what makes men do it? What makes men so disagreeable? You know, you know, it's, so I got a, I have a brother across on the other side of the river over here, over in, in uh, Dillsburg area. His address is Dillsburg. He's, he's conservative Mennonite, and he has a scar that runs all the way up his arm. I, I think I told you about this before. How did he get that scar? I threw him through a window. Yeah, it's the first time my mom and dad left, left us alone, you know. Yeah, well, I, we, we were doing this pleasant thing, you know, this good thing. We, you know, dwelling together, well, not so, not so much. And... Yeah, I probably could come up with what he did that made me mad. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to go there. I'm just saying, for a lot of people to get along with others, what does it take? Well, if you see people that are really getting along, they're, they're re brothers that are really getting along. It's saying here, how good and how pleasant it is when you see it happen. Hallelujah, they're not fighting. Thank you, Lord. You know? All right, so that's where, that's where this psalm uh, begins. All right? And, and it, is, it is a thing of having harmony rather than disharmony, unity rather than disunity. And it's so much human nature not to do that. 
sometimes not to do that ever. <laughs> now, it's the next phrase here in verse 2. It is like, and there's two things, that this, that this brothers dwelling together harmoniously, it's like. Let's look at the Let's look at the first one. It is like, it is like precious oil. That's what my, my translation says, precious oil. Yours might say fragrant ointment. I just, I just some other translations I know of. Um, precious oil upon the head. Now that, the, the uh, precious oil is holy fragrant anointing oils, what it's talking about. From the Hebrew, you know, they just give you one word and to translate some things, you need some more words to really to demonstrate that. And on the internet, you can buy this stuff and it's usually packaged in things like that. It's usually olive oil based with all kind of fragrances uh, added in. All right, and these recipes, the, these uh, anointing oil recipes, go back thousands of years. And uh, this is, by the way, if you've never seen a genuine ram's horn, this this is we this is I we bought. Mail order, you know, back before Amazon and eBay. Any can anybody remember catalog orders? <laughs> Long time ago, you know, before before all this stuff. Anyway, this we we ordered this. This actually comes from Israel, from Jerusalem. Uh, this is a has uh, been bored through on the end, and uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to make noise. She wants me to. Owen, Owen wants me to, okay, Owen. Well, you know, do I look like a rabbi? What I want you to see is, is the size and one of the other, so if you don't uh, drill it through on the end to make a trumpet out of it, um, you can leave that closed, and guess what? You have a container that you can pour your anointing oil in, and I, you know, so if I block this up, I can probably pour my whole, um, the oil I have, olive oil, I can pour it in there, I can put, pour the whole thing in there, and then you, you get some kind of... Uh, cap or covering or I think that one is uh, maybe silver or whatever um, and you, you decorate it and then that becomes a horn of oil to anoint with all right this this you know so so the good old brethren when when I do anointing I've anointed my dear wife already by the way men do that over your house Anoint in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You just see what you, what goes on in the Bible. You do it. According to your faith, so be it unto you. 
or don't we have to call the pastor? Well, you know, if you want to call the pastor, okay. But you don't have to wait for the pastor. Just go ahead and do it. And if you want others like the pastor to come alongside and join their faith with your faith and be stronger faith, okay, all right. But so I have a tendency of just maybe uh, just about uh, to pour a little oil in my hand about the size of a quarter or something. I think that's what I told uh, <laughs> what, what, when we went out as deacons uh, uh, did some anointings. I remember anointing uh, uh, Whitey. I remember anointing him and, uh, and, uh, and some others. Anyway, so about that much and then, you know, and putting some oil on there. You know, I didn't take the whole, the whole thing of oil and, and dump it on her. <laughs> That sounds like fun. <laughs> but this is not designed to be fun. This is designed to give a picture before the Lord regarding how the blessing of God comes. All right. Samuel anointed David as king of Israel. And here's a passage in... Uh, then first Samuel, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David in the midst of his brothers, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. Oil on the head. So he dumps the whole thing, the whole thing. Oil on the head, flowing all the way down. How far does it flow down? Well, you know, in the passage it talks about the oil on the head, and it flows down to the beard, Aaron's beard, you know, you know that because he, had, he was anointed. Praise God, he was anointed uh, before the Lord. And he fulfilled his role under that anointing, all right? Flowing all the way down to the hem of his robe. And when it got down to the hem of his robe, the oil was just smart and it stopped. <laughs> I don't think so. And so when you receive the blessing of the Lord, let it flow down over you and let it just drip off every place. What kind of blessing you got? Well, maybe you got a financial blessing. Well, just let that drip off every place. And when you go and you leave a tip at the restaurant, don't be stingy and only give 5%. I just can't stand to give a bigger tip. Well, why not? If you have it, if you've been blessed with it, to give it. Especially if you're going to a restaurant on Sunday, for crying out loud. You know, those, who has to work on Sunday? The ones that are at the bottom of the totem pole, and you ought to give them. Maybe you ought to double, double tip the person on Sunday. 
because it is Sunday. And they probably have a greater, the chances are they have a greater financial need than people the rest of the week because the ones the rest of the week, they, they got seniority, <laughs> a lot of them, all right? The idea is abundance, abundant oil. And that's a picture of how it is with God's blessing. Let's go back to our concepts. And, and we're, we're in verse, uh, verse 2. Precious anointing oil flowing all the way down to the hem of the robe, dripping everywhere. That's implied, that the pastor says. I don't think, how can you, if it is running off the beard, how are you going to keep that from dripping? And don't forget good and pleasant. See, these things are like, so the, the brethren dwelling together in, in unity is like this oil that comes down off the head. Do you get that? We'll say more about that, all right? And this oil stuff is like another thing. And that's going to verse 3. Number 2, it is like the dew. What's the dew? Uh, we had some over our way. A bunch of people between here and there had it today. There, in fact, there was so much fog. When you got fog, what's happening? Fog is when you are real close to the, quote, dew point where the air is so saturated with moisture, the only place the moisture has to go is on surfaces. And when moisture comes out of the atmosphere, out of the air, onto a surface, it forms little droplets. And those little droplets are dew. And it's, so, do, where does it come from? Well, they, it's sort of like, it must, it must have been moisture evaporated uh, someplace, sometime, and it's in the air, and so it gets, the air gets cooler, can't hold as much moisture, and, and so you get dew, all right? And then the, the verse says, um, where, where at? It is like the dew of Hermon. Hermon is, in the Bible, is, is not a guy. <laughs> Hermon in the Bible, I have a friend named Hermon. Uh, yeah, that's, you're named after a mountain. And it's, it's, it's a big mountain. And uh, from that big mountain, the picture here in this this verse is, is descending upon the mountains of Zion. So, so you got Hermon, and the dew goes from Hermon down to the mountains of Zion. Now, here's my question. So, you know, and little dew drops, how do they go from 
up there on that big mountain down here to these smaller mountains around Jerusalem. How does dude do that? Is that proper English? How can dude do that? I won't spend time on that because that's big doo-doo. Um, descending on the mountains of it. Well, let's say the story. Mount Hermon and, hey, I got a button for that. See up there? That's Mount Hermon. Right there is Jerusalem. Okay? We're talking about these little dewdrops going from there down to here. Huh. Well, you know how it does it. By the way, here, there, the um, snow-capped part of that is Mount Hermon. Okay, uh, not Rocky Mountains. All right, and when we and I got pictures up in there uh, in the summertime. There's not as much snow and so forth, uh, and it's a resort area in northern north north part of Israel. All right. People go up there and, and enjoy themselves, all right? Uh, but it's, it's, it is really up there. It is the highest point over all of that area, including Jerusalem. So here we have the dew. It's like the dew. This thing of brothers dwelling together in unity, this, this thing of of oil running down the beards down to the hem of the garment is just like the dew. Look at the dew. By the way, every little dew drop from this day forward, you think about all the little blessings in your life. Little dew drops of blessing in your life. It's like the dew. Isn't that amazing? The little little droplets of water on everything? Like Mountain Dew. I had to, I had to include some jokes. Yeah. Wrong dude. Now if you think if you think that soda is uh, refreshing, you're getting close. All right. So it's not entirely a joke, as what you might think. Like Mountain Dew. So you're up there in Herman, and here's this droplet of water. How in the world is that droplet of water going to get down there in the mountain, mountains of, of Zion, uh, Jerusalem? How, how's that water going to get down there? Well, you know what happens. There goes that drop, and it goes right into other drops of water, and kerplop. And there's this water and dewdrops joining with dewdrops. You got, you know, you got yesterday's blessing. You got the blessings from the day before. You got last week's blessing. You got blessings from last year. You put them all together. What do you get? You get rivers of water flowing down. And this is the way the blessing of the Lord works. We may... The dewdrops may be so small that we can miss that the fact that we've just been blessed. 
And only when we see the waterfall do we go, oh, there's a real blessing here, you know, cascading over there. Like the dew of Mount Hermon. It goes from Mount Hermon, where does it go? All the way down, and, and, and let's follow it down to the area around the Sea of Galilee. Hermon is north of the Sea of Galilee, so where does the water of the Sea of Galilee, when Jesus was out there with his disciples in the boat, where did that water come from? Up there at Hermon, Mount Hermon. And including the snow and the, the dew of Mount Hermon came down and made the Sea of Galilee. And where does it go from the Sea of Galilee at the south end of the Sea of Galilee? Uh, there's a river that leaves the Sea of Galilee, and there goes that river. And that river is, that's the water that Jesus was baptized in. Jesus was baptized in the water off of Mount Hermon. Isn't that fascinating? What is this a picture of? This is a picture of how God's blessing flows. That blessing, the blessing of God flows down. And Jesus was blessed by being baptized and he blesses us. So how much did, did uh, the oil come off the, the, the robes of Jesus being baptized? Yeah, well, we're still getting blessed by everything Jesus did and everything Jesus said. Jordan River. And then there's the Samaria re region, which is to the west of uh, the Jordan River. And, uh, and, that, and that area, all of that area, was blessed by Mount Hermon Dew. And then there's the Judean re region, which is all the way around Jerusalem. Uh, especially north and south and to the east, uh, down to Jericho, and then clear down to the Dead Sea region. And just, just pretty much, if there's any moisture at all down, down around, a lot of that's desert. The, they call it the uh, uh, Dead Sea wilderness, the, uh, the mountains of Moab, uh, Edom, uh, is to the east there of the Jordan River uh, and the uh, Dead Sea. Uh, yeah, long way for dewdrops to go. Did you know the blessing of God can go that far? The little drops of blessing in your life can go like that. It can. So, <laughs> yeah, miles and miles and miles. Mountain Dew all the way down from Mount Hermon to Jerusalem. Three similar things in this passage. Verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1 is brothers dwelling together harmoniously. Verse 2 is anointing oil abundantly flowing down. Number three, dew flowing down from Mount Hermon. The first verse is the ability 
for brothers to dwell together harmoniously is a blessing that flows down from the Lord. Nine chances out of ten, probably 99% of the time, that people get along really, really wonderfully, really, really well. How, how good and how pleasant type of relationship, it's because of the Lord. The Lord has enabled those brothers to have that kind of relationship. And I'm thankful that I'm at peace with my brothers now and that my brother with the scar doesn't make a big deal out of it. That he's very peaceable. He's very peaceable with me. All right. That's from the Lord. That's a blessing that flows down from the Lord. Second verse. The oil poured on the head is a picture of of the abundant blessing that flows down from the Holy Spirit. And the point here is, it's not just a little dab. It is so much that you yourself can't contain it. It flows over you and will drip off of your life hopefully on to others. You see the picture? I don't know what happened. Okay. The dew from, from Mount Hermon is a picture of the blessing that flows down from God to his people, even far away. Herman, Mount Hermon's way up there, and Jerusalem is way down here, and, and even the little blessings go from up there to where? Right where the blessings are needed. All right. And have, have that confidence in the Lord that he does that. Where do all the blessings come from? You know that. Lord himself commands the blessing. He want, I'll tell you what, I believe he wants to command a blessing over every single one of us. If you get discouraged, thinking all is lost, just like the song, song says, count your many blessings. Is there any blessing like life? Is there any blessing like eternal life? Blessing of life. Little tiny drops of life. But it flows. Eternal life flowing down. I want to close it in a time of prayer and I want you to just uh, sort of shut your eyes and um, I want you to see these pictures of the blessing of God flowing down